Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is the, officially the second episode of Gay and Vajay, where you get your weekly updates on pop culture, personal stories, and bendejadas. And the occasional fourth P brought to you by my friend, it's Qual. Penis. Yes, the fourth P. The important P. The most important P. Be- between the gay and the vajay. Well, it depends what kind of vajay. It depends it what dep- kind of vajay. It depends what kind of vajay. Some vajays like other vajays. Some some V's like the other V's. Some some P like it in the B. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say the other way around. Some V's like it in the with the P. Well, here you go. Here's your, if you went to a shitty ass school that didn't give you the best sex education, uh, here we sex are. Sex education. Gay and Vijay educating you. Sex education in like fifth grade with my fucking fifth grade you teacher. Mean family, family life. life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Family oh life was whack. Oh, let me tell you, we had, and I'm gonna drop his name because he, his name deserves to be dropped of his lack of informing students. Mr. Atinsky, I still remember that he was all like, when you kiss a woman, first of all, a woman, me, no way. When you kiss a woman, that's the only lips you'll touch. But if you say, oh, my lips are for your lips, but I've also kissed this person. I've also kissed this person. Uh, like, I like how he was calling us fifth graders. Like, if we kiss multiple people, we were like, hoes. <laughs> my fifth grade uh, family life was by my fifth grade teacher. And she went up to the overhead projectors, taking it back to the overhead projectors when you had to turn off the light and you would have the loud ass overhead projector going boom. And she took an Expo marker. She took an Expo marker and she made one side, one side of a V and the other side of a V. And then she was like, this is your vagina. okay and i was like very specifically looking at it i'm like that vagina is very simple and i'm like as a fifth grader i'm like mine don't look like that much something's wrong with mine (laughs) and then you know uh and then she would finish you know the conversation and she would put on like some old 80s video of like always like really outdated yeah it was really outdated it would be like this is what your hair your your vajay would look like with hair and then it'd be like some old renaissance painting and then like occasionally it would like grow hair i remember the video that was associated with like because you had to watch you watch the one of your quote-unquote gender Gender, yeah and then you watch the the other one so Mm -hmm. i remember when we had to watch the other one like for the the group of boys Mm -hmm. you know i'm not assuming anyone's gender in the Mm -hmm. room but you know for the group of boys and then the next day you watch the one with the girls you know people that get periods yeah i should say it and you watched both of them yeah you watched both of them oh we only watched one oh you got half an education yeah from their sex education i guess half of that i guess that's why i fucked up the beginning (laughs) and in that in that video like the girl like she gets her period and she's really embarrassed and so her teacher gives her first of all her teacher like opens the drawer and takes out like a full like a full case of like tampons like you know what i mean it's not even like a couple like oh here i have a couple like you know here's one no it's like if she bought it from the store and she's it was still wrapped (laughs) <laughs> and then she put it in a brown bag for her, right? So she had. So it. she basically bought her tampons. A- essentially, <laughs> apparently, in this video, the teachers just keep like case on case on case of tampons for every for every female. Like every time you class. get your period, apparently, like the teacher just opens the drawer and boom, you have a full. You know, you got a full case of that Kotex. It's like right there, ready to go. <laughs> that Kotex. <laughs> anyway, she gives it, she gives her like the bag, and then like. The girl, like, she had it rolled up in a paper bag, mm-hmm. and, like, she had it on top of her books, and she put it in her locker, and then she opened her locker, and it fell out. But and it the, was embarrassing for but her. But it was embarrassing for her, right? That was the whole scene. Everyone was like, ah, like, laughing at her, but the tampons were still in the paper bag like you didn't even see what was in there so like people just like assumed i'm like you don't know if that's her lunch i know what if she had a bento box in there i was about to say you took the words out of my motherfucking mouth what if she had a bento box in there you don't know what she'd be eating what if she's eating like a sushi roll or something what if she has her fucking sandwich nicely partido in a little case and her little like wax paper yeah and these people over here like hey, that's what i hate about like these dumbass videos that they show you at school is that they 
they teach girls to be like embarrassed of their periods i mean i think the point of the video was like don't be embarrassed but but i would feel embarrassed at the moment if i was watching the video i i First of all, if you're a teacher, why would you give her something a little bit more inconspicuous? Like, yeah. Why did you give her a whole box of tampons? Why didn't you just give her a couple? You think the girl's going to be like, yes, yes, thank you for my Kotex. I know exactly what to do. <laughs> I remember um, in our elementary school when like a girl didn't have a pad, you would go up to the attendance office or the office, the main office. Oh, this bullshit pisses me off and you would go up to the front and you'd be like oh can i get like a pad you would ask like the secretary and then she'd be like okay yeah let me get you one and she would like pull it out it'd be in like a cardboard box of like the most 80s fucking picture they could find of a woman posing with curly ass hair with like a big ass perm (laughs) and then she'd be like oh she like told me and she's like i just wish they would update the picture and i'm like i wish they wouldn't give us like this big ass box for every time we need to put a pad on and then you would go to the bathroom obviously and change and tell me why they were the biggest things ever it felt like you had a dick i think that pisses me off is that you had to pay for it Oh, I didn't pay for mine. No, I. Some people mentioned that like you would have to go up there, and I think it was our cousin, and she said like if you didn't have a pad, you would go to the office and you had to pay them like fifty cents for a pad, an outdated eighties pad. On top of that, like so, like let's horrible get, quality pad. Yes, let's get into the conversation that I think feminine hygiene projects should be free. I agree. It's fucking expensive. It's expensive. It's like something you didn't even ask for. And it's like an added expense. Remember mm-hmm. I told you when I went to college and I'm like, you have to pay for this. You have to pay for your toothpaste. You have to get your shampoo. You have to get bar soap. You have to get, you know, conditioner. You have to get like, you know, mm-hmm. little ear swab, cotton swabs. I forgot the name for a minute. But if you're a girl, you have to have it. Or, you know, someone who gets periods. Mm-hmm. You have to get tampons or pads. Like that's as an well. extra expense yeah. that you're not in your head like... Of course, let me put money aside for that because I planned for it. No. It's crap. It's crap. I remember, I remember I was like in third grade and my mom gave me like the period talk and she's all like, you're going to get your period pretty soon. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I was doing math homework and then it was after I finished my word problem and she's like, we're going to have a talk. I'm like, a fucking talk. I just finished math. My head hurts. (laughs) And then she's like, this will happen. And I'm like, what? And then like, you guys know the story. The year going into fourth, the summer going into fourth grade, we went to go see Rush Hour 3. And I remember I wore like an army print skirt and just like a white shirt. And like I walked, I like was like, okay, let's go watch the movie. And I want to go see it with my brothers. And I was like, oh, that was a great movie. And then like I walked out, I came home and then I had gotten my period. And I'm like, this is that thing my mom told me about. So basically every time I, I say I watched Rush Hour 3, it's like I went in a girl and I came out a woman. <laughs> Chris Tucker and Jackie Chris Chan. Tucker and Jackie Chan. You were there for your special moment. They were there for my special moment, and thank you so much. <laughs> I like how this is supposedly be the fourth P, penis, but we've talked about a different P. Yeah, period. period. I guess the fourth P is actually period. Uh-uh, scratch that, not penis. Period. Period. Period, period poo. Next thing we should talk about. How well our first episode went I, in our in our terms of what yeah, well it is. We're very surprised and we thank every single person that listened because we're going to be honest, we thought we were going to get like eight listeners. I thought we were going to get like five. Like I thought it was going to be like our brother, his girlfriend, my boyfriend, and like our friends, our, you know, friends. I'm like, that's great. But I think as of a few hours ago, we hit 50 people. <sighs> Which, I mean, it doesn't seem like a huge milestone, but considering it was our first episode, yeah, 50 people. And special shout out to our international, international listeners. listeners. International. Make me international. international. Um, we have one listener from Germany. I mean, that one I was the most gooped about because yeah. I'm like, I was what? first. I was first. Tell me the Europeans. The Europeans like a little bit of gay and vajay <laughs> in their life. But I was first surprised about the Canadians. Oh, that our three Canadian listeners. listeners. Thank you. For Hello, listening. how are you? Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us known, well known in Ontario. First, I was all like, oh, we crossed the border. <laughs> no, bitch. We also flew across the ocean. We're you mean I get to go overseas? overseas? 
little drag race moment for you oh my god but we thank everybody that listened and put the word out on their social media we really appreciate it i think we got to 50 listeners because of everybody's help yes like everyone that was sharing it so you know all my friends i don't know if you want me to name you so just let me know in future reference if you do but i'll give you a special shout out but thank you to all my friends thank you to all my sister's friends for essentially just you know putting that word out there and you know getting people to listen and hopefully we have more listeners moving forward i don't know i hope because i know this has been it was so unexpected because it took a while to get everything set up and ready to go and you know to have all these people that are just tuning and listening friends family strangers you know whoever they are you know I never thought that, you know, more than 10 people would even care to, to, listen, to listen to what we have to say. Yeah. I really appreciate it. You guys really made my day the other day. And today I had, I had, I'm like, I was doing my, my dumb ass homework cause I started school and, um, my brother kept telling me we reached this, we reached this. And I was like, Oh my God, I, I'm gooped. Cause I only, I like, I'm being honest. I thought we were only going to get eight listeners. And if we get a hundred, we should do like something special. I don't know what. I don't know what we should do. Flash our tits. <laughs> <We're> just kidding. <laughs> Something. Something. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm just so happy. I am happy. And you know what? I'm having fun doing this. Yes. Even if it was just the five people we were expected. Yeah. That being said, though, I don't mean stop listening. You got to keep listening. <laughs> I'm talking to you. everyone that's listening right now specifically. Oh, yeah. Also, follow Please. where you can follow. Subscribe where you can subscribe. Currently, and- we are on... Well, we know we're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yes. I mean, I think, I don't know. I've been trying to track us because the mm-hmm. little, where we, the, the, the website that we use that tracks people, it says it uses other apps and other websites, mm-hmm. but I don't know what other apps or websites we're on. So someone that's listening lets me know, what, let us know where are you listening? Because I thought it was just Spotify and Apple Music, but apparently we're also like on Chrome and yeah. others. We're not big tech people, so we don't know how it works. Not like that. Not like that, but... I guess it breaks it down for us. We don't get it. But as far as we know, as noobs, uh, Apple podcast and Spotify is where we're at. So let's want to jump into our day. Yes. Let's jump into our day. Go ahead and take it, you know, take it first. Give us the first moment of the week. Uh, First moment of the week. Oh, so this week we uh, started taking care of our brother he moved into his apartment a very lovely apartment that we're recording in right now so thank you thank you for uh this impromptu studio um and we're taking care of his dog we're the nanny the nanny i mean you're the nanny you're giving I'm the us nanny. a fran moment but i showed up the other day with my umbrella oh yeah like parasol style i'm mary poppins it you're mary poppins i'm fran Drescher. yes yes yeah, yeah. and we've been taking care of her and it's been it's pretty it's been pretty cool just hanging out here and it's weird because we said that we feel like we're still hanging out with him but we don't get to see him because he works like late at well, night I mean, we're here to watch his dog, dog yeah while he's not here so we're essentially like the third and fourth roommate of this apartment except we don't get to pay rent <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's basically what's been going on. I started school. But you know what? You like your classes. I like my classes because I'm taking an advertising class and I'm taking an international marketing class. And so far, you know, they've been pretty chill. The, my international marketing teacher, she's all like, um, I apologize if I don't show up sometimes. I'm eight months pregnant. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're, you're fine. You're good. You're good. You're like, fine. She's like, there'll be a substitute sometimes. I'm like, you're fine, girl. You don't have to be here for every single dedication. class. Props to her. Yeah. Dedication. Yeah. She probably didn't even need to do this class. This she semester. said, if, as soon as I give birth, I'm, I'm coming back. And I'm like, you're, you're committed. Look how she's telling her baby, like, uh, I'm sorry, you got to be grown up now. You got to take care of yourself because I got a class to teach. But commitment, and I applaud her commitment for that. Um, awesome. I think other than that, we just kind of been hanging out here and we made it to our lovely Friday. And we, we had a lot of fun today so far. Yes. Also, let's talk about the fact that my boyfriend had his first concert. <gasps> today yeah and i mean it was it was a live stream don't worry we didn't go any any venue or anything i cannot believe i just like the irony of the fact that his first concert happened during a pandemic and it happened in the comfort of a couch 
I love it. There is a golden opportunity here with these live stream concerts. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that obviously the drawback is that you obviously don't get to see them. You don't get to see them in person. person. But really, are you really seeing them that well when you paid $100 and you're still like all the way in the in the back row? And, and you're like, I think I see that little speck down there is... Someone's on your like, stepping on your fucking feet. Someone's breathing down your neck. You can't fucking see because the person I'm in like, front of Adam you... I'm Lambert. I dressed up for you. Mo- notice me. <laughs> Yes. Do you ever like <laughs> Do you ever like sometimes I don't know if you've done general admission. I like to do general admission. Okay, well I mean we've gone to concerts together, so I don't know why you're asking me. No, but I've been to some without you. Um, and I mean, you've been with some without me. I mean true. But I mean like I I mean I mentioned this before. I don't like the general admission where you stand. And I know that sounds really stupid because everyone's like, what are you talking about? All general admission, you stand. Mm-hmm. Oh, sometimes it's assigned seating or it's assigned Like spot. when we went to go see Pentatonics. Yes. I don't like when you can just kind of stand wherever. And I know that's like most general admission. Yeah. And this, this is my, this is my reasoning. First, I have the shittiest bad luck, and someone always stands in front of me that's taller than me. You know and what? that's surprising because I'm like 5'9, I'm like average height. Mm-hmm. And so tell me why the six footer is over here, like Chris Evans, and in front of me. You know what I appreciate though? That if you go with like myself or you go with my mom, you always give us the better viewing spot. Because be- I mean, you guys are like, <laughs> you're barely like five feet. My mom's 4'11. Yeah. She's two inches above the requirement for the booster seat. <laughs> like, of course, she's gonna need a better spot. You always concert. give it up, and I always appreciate it because I always have a really good time, and I always feel bad. Because yeah, you're not, you're living your moment, and I'm like quietly seating in the side because I cannot see as well. I cannot. That's why I like assigned seating. I can. I'll rather take a balcony and sit more in the front mm-hmm. of the balcony where I can stand because you know it's like yeah. an incline and you can have a good time. And if you go to the, I like to go to really decent like venues. Like I don't really like to go to stadiums or arenas. I prefer like the small theaters because I feel like no matter where you get a spot there, you're always gonna have a really good view of the artist. I remember we went to see Owl City. Our, that was my first concert. And seventh grade. We sat pretty much in the very far back. Oh yeah. And you, we still saw him pretty well. I was like, I. I feel like I could get up and move closer and they wouldn't say anything. No. I feel like they weren't going to say anything. It was in San Francisco. I remember like I was really psyched and I remember what I wore. I wore like some white pants, some American, they weren't American Eagle. I forgot what the hell they were called. They were from Payless. My shoes were from Payless. <laughs> Payless. And then like, um, like an undershirt with a crop top and I scrunched my hair with my like paintbrush bangs and Paintbrush. That's what my grandpa called them. And I was having my fantasy. I was living my life. And I remember I took my little printed out ticket and I put it in my binder for everybody to see when I was in eighth grade. I'm like, I want to go see Owl City. They're like, who's Owl City? And I'm like, the guy who sings Fireflies, damn it. But that was a fun concert. Also, another fun concert was the lady gaga one. Oh yeah there I was, was there ask, was drama at the lady gaga oh, concert yes i was first of all i was about to ask you which one like we have been to multiple lady gaga shows but we have only been to one. one yeah thank you for the birthday present by the way that was a birthday gift that was a birthday gift yes it was oh, well you're welcome then <laughs> <laughs> yeah we went to the joanne tour i know didn't get to go to the other ones but my mom was not gonna let us go to a when we were lady younger, gaga, when we were younger um, to the other shows and we got there really early and we waited in line like pretty I much did my makeup the on the day. floor yes met some really nice people in line that's one of the i think that is i will say that is the one benefit of general admission yeah you meet really nice people yeah. while you're waiting in line i think almost at every concert i've been to that i've done at general admission we, i follow them on snapchat or instagram because i remember i met that one lady her name was monica and she was really cool she would like save our place in line and she's like if you want to go get merch go get it right now and, and we didn't listen to her we didn't listen to her monica we i should have merch official merch <laughs> I was I'm so pissed about that but yeah. Monica we should have listened to you Monica if you're listening I remember, you're right. I remember we went in everybody was like I just wore like my Lady Gaga Joanne shirt that had like Lady Gaga embroidered in white on the side with like ripped jeans and just like my hair I done. thought I was having a cute moment I went in my little distressed old navy jeans <laughs> I was having like I was feeling myself, especially because they were like slim fit. So you know they hugged every curve, and I thought every I was curvature of your body, curvature of my body. And I thought you know I was feeling really good, but 
It's hot in there. It's motherfucking hot. One of the drawbacks yeah. of going to general admission, admission is that everyone's all up in your face. Back to the drama. <laughs> the drama. We were sitting, not sitting, we were standing, yeah. like really close to the stage. You know, we were like, it was right there. Mm-hmm. And there was a gay couple, like a little bit to our left. And they were kind of, you know, like they were feeling themselves. They were just kind of hanging out. They had cute outfits. They I did. That. And then before the show even started they got into an argument i don't even know what of they got into an argument it's because like they were constantly like going in and out in and out of the crowd and their own friends were like you're annoying other people and you're annoying us so we're not gonna let you guys back up here because it's not fair to everybody who's not going in and out and just staying in their place in line and i'm like ooh, i applaud their friends for like putting down the law and saying like you can't be doing this all the time when everybody else waited outside hella early in the morning to be here and i remember they were like you can't come back in here ekis and then one of the guy turns out to the other guy and he's all like you ruined my first concert and he's all like i didn't fucking do this and you wanted to go out and go get something to eat he's like you ruined it for me it's ruined you can't salvage this moment and then you know the concert starts and everyone's like staring at them everyone's yes. all like Everybody you know, was eyes getting... are like darting to the direction they're fighting in. You're like, the concert's about to start, but there's a show happening right to the left. First of all, I want to say your first concert is Lady Gaga. Wow. <laughs> right. Mine was Owl City. <laughs> Mine was Paramore, so I shouldn't be laughing because I had a good ass concert. You did have a good and ass And we're going to talk about yeah, all of that in a little after. bit. And then we were having a teen drama show next to us. There's a, like, there's a big show about to happen at 12 o'clock, but there's big drama happening over here at 9 o'clock. Yes, yeah, so everybody direct your, your, your view to the fucking left, and we were watching, and I remember the concert started and everything, and then, then I don't know if it was the power of Gaga, she just, like, saved a relationship. She reunited them, because they she, were, like, arms all over each other, and they're like... I remember... I don't even know what song was playing out. I, I remember the irony would be like if Judas was playing. <laughs> <laughs> remember how I made my way up to the front? Mm-hmm. I remember we were there together and my brother looks at me. He's like, where okay, the First fr-? of all, like, no, the gay people, the other gays did not want me to move up. I was like in my place. They're like, you stay in there. And I'm like, where is my sister? And I look over and she's squeezed her way to the front. I see her little hand like just reaching up. I have I moved my way up. They don't mind a, a five foot girl treading through them. No, no. Especially because that like that girl is like five feet. Yeah. Like, that girl needs to see. Yeah. Um I forgot the name of the song. Uh I'll remember it later and it's gonna bug the crap out of me. But I remember they were like dancing and they were vibing and they were like hugging each other and I looked over to one of the gay guys and we were like singing to each other. We had a connection. We had a moment and um, you're about to like drive a wedge between that relationship. I was, but I was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. And then it was amazing and I remember I wore platform heels. I don't know why I wanted to live my Gaga fantasy. Some people had some some Gaga created outfits mm-hmm. and they had all kinds of heels were up in that Sacramento concert. And I'm like, holy crap, you guys are not going to make it through the night. I didn't make it through the night and I had to take them off. I didn't make it to the night. I was wearing like tennis shoes. Yeah. So I'm like, ever since that concert, I'm like, I'm never wearing heels to a concert ever again. But you know what? I figured out my remedy to the concert high issue call me a jackass if you want but i bought myself some creepers oh yeah i bought creepers and i learned how to walk in them and i learned to kind of get used to the idea that your foot kind of slides out of it no matter what so that when i watch a show when i'm watching a concert when i'm watching world of color and that person wants to record the whole thing even though the show has been the same for the last like 10 years and i want to watch my world of color I'll be able to see my world of color. The kid behind you. Sorry like, to the eight-year-old who's his first time behind me, but I... <laughs> yeah, I paid to be I here. I have not been able to see. Yo pagué para esto. Tú no pagaste nada. But I'm like, I like that idea of having the high shoes. I'm like, maybe I'll just get platform shoes next time and not platform heels. I'm about to let my mom borrow the creepers. Yeah, <laughs> she I'm needs like, it. She needs to see four foot eleven. Come on. Come on. Now, come on now. Now, come on now. All right. Since you mentioned Paramore, why well, I mentioned Paramore, I want to talk about Haley Williams. First of all, I love her. Yes. Second of all, I love that she loves to just 
do music in her own way. Like, I remember when Petals for Armor, her solo album, came out. And, like, around the time, like, the Black Lives Matter movement was, like, you know, like, the protests were happening. Mm -hmm. It's still happening. I was about to say when it was happening, but it's still happening. She gave, for a day, you know, she gave her her Instagram um, part of an organization that was, you know, doing the Black Lives Matter movement and let them kind of post all this kind of information that they needed to share. And a lot of, you know, her label was, like, really pushing on her to, like, you need to promote your album like you need to promote it and she was all like i just don't think that's really important right now and she did it wow i respect her for doing that recently as of a few days ago she decided that she started teasing people her website redirected to a project called flowers for vases and had little snippets of someone singing and then she decided that she was going to release her single via a fan she drove to their house the person did not know that Haley Williams was going to their house she like stuck the cd the burnt cd how did she know she was a fan i think people talked about that like because you know you buy merch and stuff because she is in charge of the company she's able to see like addresses and names that are a little invasive probably <laughs> and she found like someone that was active on social media someone who's a devoted fan that probably bought a lot of merch from her and from that went to someone that was local, went to their house, stuck it in their mailbox, told them, hey, check your mailbox, left her a candle, like her little candles that she, that are not That's little. That's cute. Her candles is a thank you, and told her. So she opened the door and Haley Williams wasn't there. I have no idea if they talked. That's something I need to look in the Twitter oh feed. Because the girl did post like the whole interaction on Twitter. But she told the girl, hey, go ahead and leak it. And she did. I love that only thing is that it's really hard to find back in the day when i was like downloading things on websites on limewire LimeWire. i was able to find music like mm, you wouldn't believe it. i'm like fucking like 10 i'm like yes yes i got this album i got this album Ooh, the unreleased demo i got it i got it tell me now at 26 well i'm like i can't find it i can't even find the bill clinton it's audio like, i cannot find it I cannot find the album. I can't even find one that tells me it's the album. And then when I open it, it's I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> but you can't really- even give your computer a virus no anymore. Can- Let me give my computer a virus. Like what this song. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like it's such a good album. And like I just, I'm so excited. There was people that were very nitpicky that like because you know just i didn't like the art style i didn't like the chorus yada 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 but i'm like she don't have to like go and give a burn copy to a fan and tell him to leak it you don't have to do all of that for you but she did and i just love the way that she is just i'm gonna release the music the way i want to release it and give it the power to the fans to do that and i just i love that i love i feel like i would not approach. know i would not know if she gave me like a flash drive she'd be like leak it but like i don't know how to do that Haley. i um, can, can you, you show me how to upload this can to you come YouTube? over to my house because i do not know how. I don't know how to do that. Haley, por favor, ayúdame. I'm like, soy pendeja. I don't know how to do Hailey. this. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. But yeah, Good I mean, for like, Haley. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited and I just love how she's approaching it. And I just like how people are just really excited about, you know, the Paramore 6 album. And I just really like how she's really tapping in into talking about her depression and all the things that she's been going through. I mean, I know that a lot of people will argue a lot of artists do that, but she talks about it so earnestly and so openly. And I just like, I really enjoy that perspective. You know, she doesn't try to paint it as this like beautiful sadness. She just, you know, it's real. And like, she's just describing the emotions of going through these moments. And I just really enjoy that as an artist. I think it's just so authentic. She does do it very well. There's that one specific song that I cannot say the flowers in the correct order. What is it called? Like Lotus Lily. You're talking about roses, Lotus. Lotus. Violet's Iris or Iris Violet's Yeah, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I call myself a diehard fan. But that's a hard title to I'm going to look this up, but yeah, yes, go on, go on. Tell I me. think it's really beautiful. I've only listened to it a couple of times, but it has resonated so much. And I think that the fact that she depicted it with flowers too, it just makes it like, oh my God, it just makes it so like, it's a delicate thing to talk about as well. Roses, Lotus, Violet, Iris. Yeah. I can never get the, but it's, even when the lyrics come up, I don't sing it. I don't sing it correctly. If you know the song that my sister's talking about, if you ne- if you haven't heard it, Please, please, please listen to it. It is one of lyrically one of the most beautiful things ever written. And if you want a fun song from that album from Petals, uh, Petals for Armor, is the Beat It Like a Dead Horse. The Dead Horse. The Dead Horse. Dead Horse. Dead oh, Horse. It's such a good song. Oh, that's and that's the thing is like 
Paramore, and especially Haley, you know, as a performer, as a songwriter, she's such a talented songwriter. She can just write music that is just so catchy, but lyrically is so gut-wrenching. And that to me is really something that makes it really like not funny, but just so ironic. And it's just, I love it. Some people have compared her, like she's a combination of Marceline and Princess Bubblegum. Totally. That is like her aesthetic, like her music, her sound and her lyrics match together. I remember when she did the the Paramore self-titled album and she said, I I think it was still into you with the pastel colors and like the melting legging. Oh, the melting legging. I know you didn't like those. I didn't like them, but like they were cute. They were cute for the video. I remember that. I loved her hair though. Her hair was really cute. She could, she just adapts so well. I guess we're just talking about like women that we love in music because last week or last podcast we talked about Taylor Swift. This week we're talking about Hayley Williams, but I think she just adapts so well because she's like, you know, when she was up in the in the Twilight days, Twilight getting another shout out. Decode. Decode. Oh, oh. and the sleeper hit. Oh, go on first about Decode. Okay. I remember when you came home, you had just watched Twilight. We had the box Dell. Because com- I was a Twilight. You were a Twilight. Yeah, we had the Dell box computer in my mom and dad's room. And then you came home and you're like, I just watched Twilight. It was like so good. And I had no idea what the fuck Twilight was. I was like in fourth grade, fifth grade. And then you showed me Decode and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm into this shit. <laughs> like, oh, I already knew, you know, I knew who they were because of Riot mm-hmm. and all we know is falling. But I, oh my God, like when I listened to Decode, I just thought it was the beginning of all my angst when I'm like, I know what it's like to suffer. I know what it's like to be hurt by a man. And then I think their little sleeper song on that album, on that soundtrack. Can I guess? Can I take a guess? What? I mean, it's the only other song Paramore made. Oh, I don't know. I caught myself. Oh, see, I didn't fucking know that. I was going to say a wrong ass song. You didn't know I caught myself was from the Twilight soundtrack? Oh, from the soundtrack. Yeah. I thought they used a code in like an album, you know, how oh, artists no. do. I mean, I think they did release it in an album, but you know, it's, it was made for the soundtrack. Oh yeah, that song is a bop. I loved I Caught Myself as well. Great songs. So I guess the fifth P is Paramore. Paramore. A lot of P's today. A lot of P's. A penis period and, and Paramore. The P. The P. The, I remember though I was like up in that my fifth grade class and I remember I was like like you said feeling angst. <laughs> I'd be on girlsgames.com and I'd be listening to Decode or Let's Start a Riot and I'd be like that dress is kind of cute or I'd be like dressed up wedding games and then meanwhile on iTunes I'd have That's What You Get. <laughs> I was like that one mom in Monsters University who said, gonna sit here and listen to my tunes. And it's like hard rock metal music. Yeah, that was me. What I think recently, when I think Twilight and Paramore and all that, have you seen those TikToks of like people yes. like pretending when they're in their Twilight era when they thought they were vampires? And then they're just kind of like staring, staring like at people because, in the cafeteria because they smell like blood and that makes it tell me why. Tell me why they all thought they were vampires. But I'm, gonna, I'm over here like, I'm a weak, feeble girl named Bella, yes. Like, I wanted you to be wa- Bella. You wanted to be Bella. You wanted like, to. I want to be a human. You wanted the jean jacket. You wanted the red truck. I wanted to have that moment. I wanted a stone cold fox. Did you also think problem. purple was cool? Purple was cool. Purple will still be cool. And I remember there was this one kid going back to the TikTok, uh, the people in the cafeteria. There was this one kid in my class. I forgot his name. He'd say he was like a vampire and that he would suck blood. I'm like, this kid would be on Primer Impacto. Oh my God, that's too much. He was like our friend in the beginning, but then he just got into his vampire shit. And he became a vampire and he knew you guys were immortal. Yeah. And that really depressed him. So he had to distance himself. He had had to like leave us alone. And I remember he'd be like just sitting by himself. I don't know for how long he did it. I think he did it for a good, like maybe week and a half. He was only a vampire for a week and a half. like a phase that lasted the whole no, school year. No, it was like a week and a half. It was and like my stint when I wanted to be a vegetarian. I lasted like four days. Yeah. He would like put like bite marks with like eyeliner on his like neck. Oh my God. It was, you know what That's though? Too much. He had dedication. I would have I... gave up maybe the, oh. the the same day, but he oh did it for God. a week and a How half. How old were you guys? Oh, we were like in seventh or eighth grade. <gasps> oh my God. And I think that's when like the... the First Twilight had already come out when I yeah, was yeah. in fifth grade, so it might have been one of the like newer ones, but I don't remember. Oh my god! Wow, right? I have no words. I like, like I'm like legit. I'm like speechless. 
But though he was an actor, he was method acting. Oh, right, right. I couldn't do that in my day to day. Okay, I know something that I want to bring up. Now that you mentioned method acting. So I read an article recently and it kind of like, um, you know, Catherine Heigl. I didn't read it, but I know. Did you, it, re- did you see it? I had seen the article. Okay. And she was talking about how, you know, she got blacklisted from Hollywood essentially because she was really difficult to work with. Now, I don't know. I mean, I've obviously never worked with her. I don't know if she's difficult to work with, but, you know, a lot of people supposedly say that a lot of celebrities say she's really hard to work for. But she just said she was like really dedicated to her craft and that she took her work very seriously. The comments on this article were so toxic and really mean towards her you know like not even giving her a chance to have this open engaging conversation you know and you know she did admit that she has matured through the years but she's really angry uh people didn't just let her be honest and i think there's a little because she said you know there's a little bit of sexism but you know like and a lot of people are like no no she's using that as an excuse but the more that i thought about it i'm like no this this is true because do you remember when Jared Leto was method acting as a Joker and he was an asshole and he like sent like feed like dead fetus to like Viola Davis and or like something? or like like sex toys or to like his cast piss or something like that yeah. like to the actors like what the fuck that was that was fucked up but and yet, people still respect him as yeah. an actor I mean I know people they take his Joker like but as a joke uh-huh, yeah uh-huh. but no but, but like, he's not like blacklisted no like she is no like she's like when you hear her name there's so much negativity like associated with her name oh my god and like you know there's actors and Jared Leto I'm not gonna like really weigh in on their decision to do whatever what Jared that was but like come on like I feel like that's an unfairness where there's other actors that have escalated and taken their role seriously and she literally just has some choice words for a few things a few actors you know uh supposedly some actors said they felt betrayed and they felt like you know she was really difficult to work with both women and men that was people's argument but i'm like but she does have a point though whether or not it really applies to her i don't know i don't i, I don't really know the situation well enough to speak for it but i think it definitely does point to the fact that we're so quick and look at the comments alone speak for her people are so quick to be so negative and judge her and be like you're so ungrateful you're not appreciative and she said like there's that negativity that follows me around and it's true because she's a certain way you know and we've talked about this women can't be assertive assertive because they come off as being a bitch bitch, basically a bitch rude a man can be that way and that assertiveness is like he just takes himself very seriously in what he does i'm gonna use this as an example look at like harrison ford he's hates doing anything and he speaks about it so yeah. openly and no one's all like oh he's like so difficult to work with everybody's like oh that's just grumpy harrison ford but if another an actress was doing that she'd be like oh she's difficult to work with oh she can never take anything serious like she takes everything too seriously or she can't play around and that's crap the treat the double standard that is to to have if they're gonna act exactly the same way i'm like where where is the fairness in that yeah no i agree and i'm not saying she needs to act that way but i like we're gonna hold her to this accountability for being rude and being like difficult to work with then i think other actors that are men that act just the same or in a different way just as being difficult we yeah. should be looking at them with a yeah. similar lens yeah i understand we're not like condoning her her behavior we're I saying enough to speak about it. yeah but like if what is said is true then we just like i agree that actors should be held to the same standard and not just be a, like a pass off like boys will be boys and to me it's like she didn't even have to say it i mean the fact that she said it and then you know she said it and whatever and she needed she said what she needed to say in the interview and then the fact that the comments attached to this article essentially just proved her point at the end of the day and i think that's you know i don't know it just there's a lot to we can go on and on about talking about how hollywood is so like there's no it's not equal you know it's not equality across the board for women and men it's not equality and we can get into the issues yeah but i just want to thank katherine heigl not for her behavior or whatever, but for 27 Dresses. Oh, 27 Dresses is an amazing movie to go jump back into the pop culture aspect of this podcast. I remember when their previews for that came out and our aunt, the one who rents the inappropriate movies, she bought that movie when I think Hollywood Video was going out of business. Yes, yes. You know, you would go and like the, buy the used copies of the movies they used to rent out. Yeah. And I remember she put it on and she like fell asleep. You know, as she does. Fall asleep. And we watched and like eating 
our like hot cheeto puffs yeah our hot cheeto puffs our doritos with nacho cheese that she would get us we were living for this movie it it resonated with us so much that we controversial we always say between ourselves between this household we always say that 27 dresses is one of the best if not the best chick flick movie oh it is i think like the crowning jewel of what is a chick flick and you know you can argue everyone has their favorite chick flick but this was a chick flick towards the end of the era where chick flicks weren't that popular anymore and they were kind of dying out there was just something about it like the tone the style like the just like the warmth that really emulated in this movie it had like all the classic chick flick things that you would want optimistic main character who kind of like she's too nice for her own good and then it is like involved the weddings and we get to see thousands of dresses which is really fun and then she falls in love if you haven't seen 27 dresses this is a spoiler she falls in love with a guy that she hates the most that's such a common like chick flick rom-com like stereotype like Two characters that don't like each other and then they eventually fall in love. Personally, this trope is like, I'm over it. But that's an early 2000s yes, trope. But if I watch it and it's happening on TV in front of me, I'm like, give it to me. You're like, give it to me, me now. now. You're like, I ain't mad about it if it's on. No, not at all. And yeah, so Catherine Heigl, I will say thank you for a cinematic masterpiece that was 27 Dresses. Because you know what, Catherine Heigl, she's flawed. Oh, she is flawed. She is flawed. There we go. We just quoted the movie for you guys. Go watch it. It's, it's a great, great movie. movie. I don't even know if it's streaming on anything. I don't think so. I mean, we can let you guys borrow it if you guys want. <laughs> Dude, we'll just like, um, whoever listened first gets to borrow it yeah. first. And whoever listened last, sorry, you gotta wait. If the one person in Germany wants it, I guess he gets to reserve, the, or he or she gets to reserve the copy first. <laughs> oh my God, but I love that movie. Oh my God. So... I was thinking, you know, because I work with kids. That's my job. And they say, you know, obviously kids do say the darnest things. Let me tell you. (laughs) And I was thinking about the fact that these kids were reading this short story about the Titanic and they were like obsessed. And I don't know if it's like a rite of passage that as a kid, you have to be like obsessed and like enamored with the tragedy that is the Titanic because I myself uh-huh. in like second, third grade was obsessed. Mm-hmm. Not the movie, not not the Kate Winslet, Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Titanic. The, the historical probably, event. The historical event itself. These kids are like that was el- overshadowed. These kids are eleven, by the right? Worldwide blockbuster. What? Yeah, These what? kids are eleven. They're like 10, 11 years old, and they're like, oh my god, and they like they were like talking about it, and it just made me think about the fact that like as a little kid, I was obsessed with Titanic. Oh. Um, I remember one time, I can't remember which friend it was. I think it was my friend Yesenia and she came over to my house and we were in, I think we were in fifth or sixth grade and the Titanic happened to be on and we sat down and we watched the entire thing. The movie. The movie. We didn't have to watch that. We didn't have to watch that fucking movie. We didn't have to sit there for the three hours that it's on. No, no. But see, I was a really, like I as a little kid there would be like history channel and it'd be like a documentary of like the ghost of titanic and it would tell you about like the ghost that they would see underwater when they took pictures i would watch that i was obsessed with the idea of the the like the macabre of it all like i was like yes find ruined things yes find pictures of the past of people that have died like i was obsessed because you know what i got a little bit older and then i became obsessed with mummies like Egypt, ancient sixth grade Egypt. was a sixth, sixth grade. grade, but before sixth grade, it was fifth grade. It was fifth grade gearing into sixth grade. I was like obsessed with ancient Egypt mummies. I knew like before we even did the Egyptian unit in sixth grade, I already knew like, oh, yes, I know all the gods. I know all the goddesses. Yes, yes. That was a fun time to do it. Like the, the Egyptian project. I didn't. Oh, my God. I'm just about to say something completely honest. I didn't do my own sixth grade project. It was reused. Animar, if you're listening. I'm sorry. I didn't do my own sixth grade project. That's the, that's the, one of the good things, I guess, as a parent is that you already have recycled projects from your previous children. So yeah, I did, Mr. Judah, I did use my older brother's <laughs> self project. Um, I did use their mousetrap and I used their Egyptian project. I got an A. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it. I don't know. Like, were you, there's anything that you were obsessed with as a little kid that was like not really like 
it was just like a random trait to have as a child. I was also obsessed with, as a little kid, I was like nine years old, 10 years old, snapped. Like that show where like women would snap and they were like murder their husbands. Oh, those shows scare the shit out oh, of me. Oh, they scared me too. But I'd be like, I told my mom, you don't change the channel now. I'm watching that. We're watching this together. Me and my mom would watch it together. If there was one thing a 30-year-old woman and her like small eight-year-old gay child wanted to watch together. No, it wasn't a Disney movie. It was no musical. It was snapped. I could imagine it right now. Like it's the house. It's summer. It's air conditioned and she just popped popcorn. And you guys are sitting on the couch watching it on the box TV because we didn't have those nice TVs yet. Watching Snap together. I remember she would like get mad at me if I was watching Snapped and she walked in and she's like, you didn't tell me it was on. I was like nine and I was getting in trouble because I didn't tell I her didn't. that this murder docuseries that was on TV was on. I hated when you guys used to watch scary shit like that. Oh, you remember when our brother and I used to watch Ghost, Ghost Adventures? Adventures. I love it. We used to sleep. We would used to we pulled our mattresses from the room or and we would put it on the we would put it on the floors. They were like, let's watch something. And then her oldest brother was really into Ghost Adventures and it scared the living shit out of me. I would like, I'm going to be honest, I'd pee my pants a couple times. <laughs> like a little pee would come out sometimes. I'd be like, guys, can we change it? Can we watch like Roseanne? Roseanne. It was- <laughs> Whoa, that, that became problematic years or, later. Yeah. I'm like, can we watch like Roseanne or like, or like Full House or something? And he's like, it's almost done. God, let me just finish it. Was it. It wasn't ever done. And they never found shit. They'd be like, did you feel that? Did you hear this unexplainable sound? And then this unexplainable sound would be like. And then they'd be like, did you feel that? Bro, bro, I got a scratch. I'd be like, bitch, you scratch yourself with the door. It wasn't shit. I swear to God, I felt like I saw a shadow one time, like on the porch light, and I never said anything. And I just, I was like, "Fuck, I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm gonna like fucking die tonight." <laughs> it was scary shit. I oh my god! But did you ever like see those like um the series that we talk about? It was like paranormal, and like where people had like sex with ghosts. Oh no! Yeah, they would like talk about it, and they'd be like, "I'm not saying." I was like. And I was there laying on my bed and I felt something, something touched me. It, it, it just felt unnatural <laughs> and just in my body. And I just <laughs> felt it. And they would like essentially <laughs> just describe having an orgasm. <laughs> like it wasn't even like, yes, we've all had orgasms, Karen. Yes, yes. Yes, Cynthia. That is what's called finishing. Maybe she's never felt it before. I like how like it maybe it's just a whole series of women that men have always dissatisfied them and never were able to complete it. And they just thought like having an orgasm was like this out of body body paranormal experience. The only explanation that they could have an orgasm was ghosts. I've never heard of this fucking. You never watched those? No. Why were you watching them? I love me some ghosts. You don't think as a 10 year old that was all like, yes, tell me how this ghost <laughs> fucked you. <laughs> Although my boyfriend's here. Did you ever, did you watch those shows? Did you know what I'm talking about? Not Ghost Adventures. I'm talking about the one where the women would talk about how they got fucked by, by a ghost. ghost. Okay. Okay. I'm not, I know these shows exist. I'm not crazy. What channel was this on? The travel channel? It would be probably like TLC. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Like, now that I'm saying it, I'm like, duh. Yeah, it's on TLC. I believe it. (laughs) What a dumbass show. (laughs) (laughs) This is a stupid show. (laughs) I cannot. The things that I was... I like how my taste as a gay, like, 10-year-old is the same taste. I said that taste... It's the same taste as like a 40 year old, like a middle aged woman. Yeah. You would get along with the middle aged woman. Remember what I would tell you? My mom, our mom used to work at um, a a senior center and she used to work as the cook, you know? And obviously kids couldn't be in the kitchen. So they would put us, they would put me in the rec room if I would go with her. And I'd be watching like Nickelodeon Cartoon Network and then they would walk in like at a certain time every day and they'd be like, mind if we change the channel? I'm like, of course, like I don't pay to be here. (laughs) And 
they would change it and they would watch the old folk yes you know the yeah the, the senior citizens. you're like i don't have the requirements to be oh, here anyways yeah, you have control you're a senior <laughs> citizen this is a community center you can watch what you want they would watch golden girls that was my first exposure oh golden girls is an amazing motherfucking show and here i am full like seven years old watching golden girls for the first time golden girls is an amazing show. You got me a keychain for Christmas. Yes, I did. I Shady did. Pines, and I love that keychain. And it's so funny. Who do you think you are of the characters of the show? Which of the girls are you? This is Buzzfeed think, quiz. I now. think everyone wants to say they're Dorothy. You know? Yeah. Me, Blanche. You think I'm Blanche? <laughs> no. no, I think I'm a Dorothy. I, compared to I would say you're a Dorothy. Like, I think I would say can burn people, but gets burned. Yeah, I think by their I, mother. Oh yeah, I think I would say that I personally am like a Sophia, a Sophia Petrello. Yeah, I, I totally see you. You uh, like you come in with the zingers. You I know? think zingers, the host of zingers. No, I think I come <laughs> in with the zingers. Yeah, you came in with those on the plate. You're yeah. like, here's a zinger for you. But I think I am a Sophia mix occasionally with a rose. Yeah, but yeah. I feel yeah. like sometimes I can be kind of not ditzy but sometimes have dumbass stories <laughs> also we just looked it up it is called uh, going back to the the show the, to about, the ghost fucking the ghost fucking it is called spectrophilia and it is defined <laughs> as sexual attraction to ghost or sexual arousal from images and mirrors as well as the alleged phenomenon of sexual encounters between ghosts and humans spectrophilia <laughs> i love it i'm gonna watch them on youtube oh my god that's gonna be my drag queen name if i ever become a drag queen spectrophilia spectrophilia <gasps> Ophelia. Spectro-Ophelia. Oh, I fucking love that. Boom. Okay, we're running out of time, but I want to talk about this before we leave. Real quick, real quick. WandaVision. And I'm putting this at the very end for people that have not watched it, mainly our brother. You guys, you can pause it right now. Pause it now or end it now, wherever you need to do. We're talking about WandaVision. This... Okay, we'll keep we, it. We'll keep it shorter than last time. This last is time. not going to be a Wandavision recap show, but we're gonna. We, it was so good. It, it was a. Help. It was a good episode okay. this week. There's so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay, but obviously we're not going to really talk about. You know, so last time we talked about it, we've only seen the first two episodes. You know, but now we've seen episodes three and four. What are your thoughts on? It? What are the key moments for you? Everything that stuck out. Now with the new episode that came out today. Both. The ones, because we never, we haven't talked about three. We have, so three. And four. And four. Obviously, this is spoilers. Um, she had her babies. Right. That's. Which I'm really excited for because that means Wicked is coming. Hopefully. She had her babies. She broke the most she ever broke in that world when she was talking to Monica Rambo. Yes. That like the other ones it was small and she would jump back into it but that one was like a big one where like it was kind of scary because she looked she was pissed now going off of that because you know we're watching you know this last episode we saw the perspective shift a little bit so we definitely got to see a lot of moments that wanda is hiding from a lot of people you know do you think this is all just a really long elaborate backstory to set her up as one of marvel's next villains yes i think it is and i'm like i'm mad about it but not mad about it at the same time I think if she was she would become a villain she'd be one of my favorites yeah because it's if you always like think about it women become villains because they get screwed over yes most of the time and it, we've talked about this we talked about how marvel in my opinion yeah screws over women screws a over a lot of their women so like that's what that's why i feel like a lot of villains it's related to this like in like disney movies the women are always villains because it's always like why because usually women are like grand and demure and nice like the juxtaposition of the princesses and i i think women as villains always come like makes a more complicated interesting story so i think her as a villain will be as a villain will be very interesting to see on screen right exactly and i just think it's really interesting to watch this i don't necessarily know if she's going to be set up to be a villain we know she's going to come out in doctor strange which is kind of rumored to be set up a little bit more like Mm -hmm. a horror story um but i think 
obviously a lot of our actions are going to have really heavy repercussions for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My personal opinion, I think she's being set up to create mutants to bring the X-Men, now that they've been acquired by Marvel, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sometimes, sometimes I feel that Marvel obviously has a lot of things in, you know, they're going to try to accomplish a lot of things. And I feel like sometimes trying to set up the next thing, I feel like they're constantly just working to set up, set up, set up. Yeah, they're always setting, never like spiking you know what i mean it's just always like we're setting you up for the big something yeah because i'm like everything set it like was set up to end game and then end game was another big setup for one of for wandavision and these other shows wandavision is setting up doctor strange which might possibly be setting up x-men now i want to go back to you know where i really want to talk about key details because you know it's not about the spoilers i just i like to talk about the psyche of this show you know yeah because you know trauma is such a heavy thing in this show and i think one of the biggest thing that i've noticed is wanda's the most powerful when she is dealing with trauma when she's like dealing with like grieving. yeah her biggest moments where her power has been the strongest like when her brother died when peter died, peter died. when vision had to get killed and she was dealing with you know that horrible sacrifice she was able to hold back thanos for a while she's able to kill kill vision destroy a stone while holding back thanos coming back after the snap she's able to take on thanos and nearly kill him in the process with her anger with her grief now with her grief she's able to set up a whole world that's a huge bubble to just you know that be in her perfect world and that bubble looks like it's expanding Yes. Because they're like, it's like a radius and it, it, it appears in the show, it said that it appears to be expanding more and more and taking over more. Yes. Now, going off that a little bit, do you think she's doing this alone? Because I feel obviously now yeah. we know for sure that she is aware of what she's doing. Yeah. She got rid of Monica yeah. from her world. We, we briefly, we didn't want to talk about it too much after the episode ended, but we briefly talked about how it appears that she has probably set up a deal to be in this world in exchange for something that's what you think right now. that's what i, I mean, think. i'm thinking kind of that too i mean i know a lot of rumors be circulating mephisto mephisto you yeah. know might be behind this um we're not going to get into a whole bunch of theories because i don't want to spoil the fun for a lot of people no. that you know aren't really involved in the marvel world just like to watch marvel movies and shows but I don't know. I really still, as much as I'm enjoying her going through trauma and pain and and just anger, I really do want her to be happy. And I do really want her to come out on top of this. It's kind of hard when she's manipulating a lot of people and essentially hurting a lot of people in the process. But I, she's one of my favorite characters. And I just don't I, want, I just don't want nothing to happen to her. You know, like I just don't. Uh, for, uh, she's been through a lot. I think she's, I, you know, every character has been through a lot. But yes. she's been through a lot. Elizabeth Olsen has done interviews where she says, my character, Marvel loves to just have her suffer. Yeah. And I think she is, I think, being set up for this narrative because her whole show is about trauma. It's about loss. It's about grief. Go, you know, tap a little spoiler, you know, I'm not going to say what it is in particular, but when Monica wakes up, she's hit with a lot of grief and she decides not to deal with her grief. She decides to go straight into going back to work. I think that's tied in that theme of grief is tied into the idea that Wanda doesn't want to face reality either, just like Monica doesn't want to face reality. Wanda doesn't want to face the reality that Vision really in the, going off of what we just saw in yeah, this episode. In the most literal sense, she doesn't want to go to reality. To reality where Vision is not there. And they mentioned it. You know, we had our we had Darcy from Thor. She's like, okay, I know that guy's dead, right? So this idea, and we saw that quick moment when we saw Vision, that was really scary. That was yeah, the thing. That was scary. That shit. was scary. She's dealing with a lot. And I think she just doesn't want to face reality. And I think this is paradox. And she's being parallel with Monica because Monica's not dealing with her trauma at all. Her, Monica's is like metaphorically and Wanda's is like more like literal. Yeah, it's a very literal creating a bubble, yeah. not dealing with the reality of the world. And I think that's such a genius. And also to go, you know, this is my last final thought, so we don't go over too much. I did not appreciate people criticizing this show for moving at such a slow pace. Because guess what? We're halfway through the series now and wham, is the plot oh, moving. The plot is thick and they, they, they added flour, they added cornstarch, it's thickened. It's- the fact that Wanda's probably being set up to be an anti-hero to her show, possible villain in the, in the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. You know, it, wow. You know, I don't think we've ever seen a character do with so much emotions in any project that they're associated with. You know, I think a lot of characters have tackled on a lot, but I think Wanda is just a character. They just keep, let's just keep adding on the drama. Let's just keep 
odding on the pain. They're probably like, you guys said she's the strongest Avenger, right? Here's the pain. <laughs> she's all like, uh, I can only think so does much. Does being a member of the Avengers get my get me coverage to see a therapist? Exactly. That's one thing she hasn't done so far. Seen a therapist? Seen a therapist. What if that was so simple? <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, you know, ultimately, you know, I really enjoyed this show and I think people criticize it too quickly. It is being very experimental. Clearly, this is a very metaphorical project and it very like has a lot of themes that it's dealing with. And I think people should not criticize it going at the pace it needs to go. Alrighty, well, I think we're gonna wrap it up. I mean, we're at a minute. We're at a not a minute. We're in an hour and five minutes. I like how we said we we're gonna talk less, but I think we're about to talk more. We said we had like a. We're like, I want forty five minutes, and you're like, I want an hour. So the sweet spot's fifty five, but I guess we're doing an hour. An hour and five minutes. An hour and five minutes. Alrighty, well, I mean, I always enjoy talking with you. Of course, I know. I always enjoy talking with you. Obviously, the only thing that's hard is sometimes like. I can't tell you things because I'm trying to save it for the, the podcast. podcast. Agreed. Agreed. We write things in the, in. I didn't even talk about what was in the notebook. I guess I'll save it for the next one. Oh my God. We didn't even talk about a lot of like moments in pop culture that happened this week, but that's okay. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah. We have and many there, more to record. And there's a lot of people that probably mm. talked about it, you know? Yeah. But other than that, I think, you know, we're going to end it here. And I hope people really enjoy the start of their week. We're going to try to, you know, upload episodes weekly. So you have something to look forward to as you start going back to work. If you work a nine to five Monday to Friday job, if you don't, and wherever it, it lands yeah. in the week, I hope you enjoy it. It kind of serves as a, you know, when you go back to the office and you talk to your coworkers, what'd you do this weekend? That's what this is. This is what we did. This is what we did. We did throughout the week. Yeah. So this little palate cleanser. So enjoy your week. Enjoy your work commute. Um, Avoid people because it should be social distancing. And I think we should keep avoiding people past social distancing when this pandemic is a little bit more taken care of and handled. Um, Don't forget to subscribe and share and 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 follow. follow. Uh, tell your friends, tell your grandma, tell your parents, tell your nieces, tell your nephews, tell your primas, tell your primos, tell everyone about this. Yes, because there's plenty of more bendejadas to come and more peas. More peas to come. So thank you for listening today and don't forget to be bad bitches. Alrighty. Bye.